Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We are so excited to introduce our sponsor for this episode, Kind Cup. Kind Cup is a female-owned, high-quality, sustainable, and toxic-free menstrual cup. It's designed and manufactured in Southern California with the mission to be kind to your body, the earth, and others. It's tough dealing with your period every month, and what's worse is remembering to change your icky tampon every few hours. With Kind Cup, you can leave it in up to 12 hours and basically forget it's even there. It's really that comfortable. Kind Cup is a menstrual cup that collects two to four times the fluid of tampons, and their size small is perfect for new menstrual cup users, teens, and tweens. The great thing about their patent-pending, innovative design is that it's form-fitting, comfortable, leak-free, and easy to use. Not only is Kind Cup kind to the environment, but they also donate cup to folks around the U.S. who are underserved and experience period poverty via their Kind Impact Initiative. They might be a small, queer-owned, bootstrapped company, but they have a big vision and believe in providing people with the best period care possible. Get yours today at kindcup.com. That's K-I-N-D-C-U-P dot com. Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. On today's episode of the Girl Powerful Podcast, we speak with Delaney Rowe, actress, comedian, and content creator. We ask her to share her three tips on how to gain confidence and take up space. She also talks about who's influenced her, other comedians, and also what truly makes her light up. Enjoy this episode and don't forget to subscribe to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today, we have Delaney Rowe with us. She is an actress, a comedian, a writer, and a content creator. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys so much. What a lovely intro. I love being called all of those things. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, was practicing and was like, and what else is she? I'm like, I think you've said enough. Like, I was like, and she owns a dog, and she's got plants in the room. Like, what else is my collar? You know, it's so funny. Somebody um, wrote a little piece on me for BuzzFeed, and they must have had some misinformation because they called me a model, and I was like, "Ah, I'll take it, but uh uh-uh. (laughs) I was like I love that let's just like keep pushing that around but it's just not true yeah (laughs) you're like well I went straight to the source your website (laughs) 
for that. Interview. Oh, yes. The yes. website, the hub. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that that is like my baby. And yet nobody ever looks at it. So I'm so happy that you guys checked you it out. You got a unique visitor today. Yeah, one <laughs> unique visitor. But Incredible. I, I wanted to talk to you about being a comedian and a writer because a lot of our girls love to express themselves through writing. And I mm. feel like when we were growing up, our major influences were comedians, but they're always yeah. comedians. So it's like, right. Myers, Will Ferrell, Dana Carvey, like we acted <laughs> like men. Unfortunately, Jack Black and Chris Farley, I like absorb them. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funny, but like, it's also like, why am I acting like this? And it's yeah. like, well, you, you know, you're absorbing their personality and the funny laughs and it's cool, but I never was like labeled feminine. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. I I drew a lot of inspiration from Jim Carrey. And it's so funny now to see people comment on my videos like, you remind me of Jim Carrey. You look like Jim Carrey. I'm like, great. Thank you. Actually, I'm a model. I don't know if you heard. But... <laughs> yeah. Check my BuzzFeed. <laughs> my, my BuzzFeed article. <laughs> right, right, right. I own BuzzFeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Who were your influences like growing up besides Jim Carrey or like, I just yeah. like the fact that you are influencing girls to be comedians and to put yourself out there in that way. That's so sweet. Um, I want to like, you know, sort of double through that question or statement, but um, you know, influences Catherine Hahn for sure. Um, she, you know, is really now becoming a household name. I think now into her late forties, which is incredible. And that's kind of the career I hope to have that sort of longevity, but watching her growing up, she was this sort of really vulnerable comedian. Like that was her humor. And she has this desperation about her that is so funny. Like I think really desperate people, that's like my favorite kind of humor. You know, that's the videos that I do. It's like girl that needs you to know that she has famous friends or that she's right. bi-coastal or whatever, you know? So I think desperation is hilarious. And she has this lovely, like vulnerable, desperate quality about her humor that I, that I, just stole uh <laughs> and you um, you know Lake Bell I don't know if you guys know Lake Bell <laughs> she she's great because you know she's so incredibly beautiful and yet she leads with her mind and her sense of humor and I think that takes a lot of confidence for women to decide that they're not gonna lead with their um you know their exterior qualities or their sexuality which by the way is fine and yeah. fantastic but um you know I always felt like growing up I didn't really have that choice like I I had to you know look pretty and act um the way men wanted to see a feminine woman and I felt too self-conscious to lead with my sense of humor and so you saying that I'm inspiring young women to be a comedian it means everything to me because that's where I get my self-esteem. Mm. You know, I live in Los Angeles. I can be in a room with so many incredible, beautiful women. Um, so so that it doesn't mean that much if, if, if that's the only thing I'm bringing to the table. I, I love having a real opinion on humor and a perspective. Like that gives me this like deep well of confidence that, that won't go away with time. Whereas, you know, looks fade. So yeah, it's so true. And, you know, we've been in, L we were in LA for 11 years and we felt the same way. Like 
obviously like we're not ugly but it's like we always you're like, beautiful you're beautiful <laughs> but we have yeah. like we always had personalities and big brains and like careers and we always were just ourselves and trying to do good in the community you know as well as like having some margaritas here and there and yeah know, sure. all that fun sure. stuff but it's like, <laughs> LA doesn't really value that LA and the whole world right. really. and even the fact that like all your content on TikTok and Instagram is like you you know sharing like your your quote-unquote opinion of like these silly people but like I want to know mm-hmm. like how you have the bravery to make fun of people in a way in a light way in a totally PC world because like we would do all this stuff like I watch it and I'm like oh my god I kind of feel like this is me when I was a teenager but I yeah be like Teddy you're mean yeah um and you know I do get some like very few but some comments like that that are like you're just kind of an asshole (laughs) can I say that yeah that's pretty easy to say you know there are a few like no fly zones for me like I'm never gonna go after um you know body image stuff I'm never gonna go after um like really attacking what it means to be a woman you know like I my my characters are you know girl who blah 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 woman who blah 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 and it's just because I am identify I identify as a woman so that's why it's that but you know I'm never really going after uh what I think a lot of male comedians go after on TikTok which is just like the qualities that they perceive make women inferior so I'm never gonna go after that kind of stuff um so that's how I sort of check myself before I post but other other things like making fun of how people you know display their status and wealth and stuff like that I think everyone needs to be made fun of for that that is like what is going on you know especially what is going on (laughs) I have so much inspiration and here's the thing like people love to be roasted people want somebody showing them a parody version of themselves so that they can go damn it like that's me that's me you know cousins are musicians they're Mm -hmm. not professional they're just like beautifully talented they always sing and you know play around in the house and they'll roast teddy and i oh my god and it's so so (laughs) funny because they're christian conservatives and we're like Uh uh-huh spiritual liberals (laughs) yeah we're spiritual yeah so they'll just like go for it and it's literally like the best like the highlight of my christmas and and no one gets (laughs) because it's so funny it's like it's it's, true it's so true and it's okay that we're different you know what i mean yeah i love it yeah it is really funny it kind of when you mention like male comedians sometimes they're out of control like mm-hmm. do you ever plan to like be at the comedy store like on a stage or do you like to be behind a screen yeah no I won't completely rule it out yeah. but I really love the control of yeah I get to do 400 takes before mm-hmm. that goes up yeah. and I've spent a lot of time at the comedy store specifically because I actually used to work at the restaurant adjacent and out of control it doesn't even cover it some of those comedians are you know and as we're seeing a lot of them are being taken down right now 
and for a good reason. I've seen these men in, you know, this complete power trip. And yeah, there's something about being um, like a male comedian, you know, men have had platforms their entire life, but then on top of that, they're on stage and they're being funny and, and, and people are eating it up. It's just like, it's just like that ego goes through the roof and female comedians, they get up on stage and they do a completely different thing. They don't feel like they have the agency to take up that much space and be that rowdy, you know? And I think we should change that. Women should be able to present their comedy in whatever way they want. But yeah, I mean, the criticism female comedians get compared to to male is insane. They can get away with murder. And they don't, women don't have like the space or like the camaraderie between like each other and like women tear each other down so much. I feel like that's a big Mm -hmm. thing. It's like, oh, she's not funny. Like I want like the big fat guy to be out there like, you know, totally like slamming his parents right over. and that's funny I like like when you like harass your family members I think that's <laughs> comedy but yeah wait, let's this, no no really quick no. I just want to tell you one time I was at the comedy store I'm not gonna tell you the whole story but this guy was being out of control and mm-hmm. everyone was not enjoying it a comedian a comedian was like harassing mm-hmm. a woman in, in the, the front that was older and it got really really uncomfortable because he like mm-hmm. wouldn't leave her alone and mm-hmm. everyone started like no one was clapping everyone was putting their head down yeah. and it got to the point where it's like enough is enough well and <laughs> but so, then uh, you, but then you're like but then like as a customer you're always like well they're a comedian they're at the comedy store they can say what they want but it was like it was harassment yeah. it was crazy he was saying you wanted to like have sex with her and no. yeah beyond that yeah it was disgusting but then i like i couldn't it came from like deep down in my core I just screamed, that is enough. <laughs> Good. That's that, amazing. That show was over. That show was over. And then all the men after him just came out and did like fart jokes. Fart jokes. They like threw their stuff away. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I don't know what it is when, you know, a uh, man gets up on stage and they feel like, you know, their best material is crowd work. And it's like, find like a hot girl in the audience to harass, um, which is such a, I mean, it's just weak. It's like, where, what happened to your set? Like, right. what, what about the jokes that you wrote? Now it's all gone out the window because you see a piece of low hanging fruit yeah. that you know is going to please all the men in the audience because men are always after male approval and women are always after male approval. We're never like looking for female approval, which is so bizarre. Yeah, you know, I th- I think like if that was the what they were after, the jokes would change. You know? Totally, yeah, <laughs> writing's a craft, so it's like, how do you have the honor of being on the stage right now? Right, you know, right. not that many people get to be on stage yeah. in LA, the comedy hub. But I was mm-hmm. wondering, since you're an actress or an actor, and you go on auditions and you're on social and so many viewers, how do you handle like that whole process of being like? always like I don't know perceived (laughs) always like perceived and judged and your talent and your strengths and your capabilities are always in question because they you know everyone's the best for their job so how do you handle that pressure and Hmm. and numbers like if something doesn't land and you're like that was actually the best video I've made in a week (laughs) right that's confusing why is America so dumb 
Um, the answer is not well. I'm not super, you know, it's funny. I, I wouldn't say I have a terribly thick skin and I've always been super sensitive. And so it's funny that I, this is the career that I've chosen to be on. And I think that's the case with a lot of actors. We want to be actors because we're sensitive, because we take delight in, um, you know, expressing emotions or, you know, really getting into this like gritty space um, in our in our hearts and our minds. But at the same time, you're being judged on your body, on your face, on what you're wearing, um, on the sound of your voice. All of these things are reasons why you may get a job, why you may not get a job. A lot of people go after my deepest insecurity on TikTok. It's like they know and then they will comment on it. And I'm like, that's when it hurts. That's when it really hurts. What is, because your, deepest, some, what is your deepest insecurity? I think my deepest insecurity is that I'm not enough and therefore I'm doing so much because I don't trust the way I just naturally am with the faces and the voices and the like all of the stuff, you know, very Jim Carrey of me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what it is. Like, you know, like calm down, you know, like you're so loud, like, you know, all of those things. So that, and then, you know, just kind of on the surface, I would say my teeth, people go after my teeth. Really? <laughs> you have the best smile. Yeah. they're wrong. That is so they're sweet wrong. of you. Um, but so did someone uh, say like that to you even before TikTok, like growing up? Is that something like that you felt insecure about being enough and self-esteem like in your teen and like younger? Yeah. Teens? Yeah. A hundred percent. I think, you know, growing up in Idaho, I was, I was not as uh, self-assured as I am now, but I, 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 I had a, like a pretty solid resting level of knowing who I was and I knew that like Boise is not gonna be ultimately the place for me mm -hmm. I don't I feel um called to sort of a bigger city um and a bigger um like breadth of opportunity that exists in a place like Los Angeles or New York and so like when I was like 13 I was like I'm moving to New York like I was sure of it so <laughs> I did feel always like this is this waiting period of me to sort of start my life when I can go to college or whatever. And so being, you know, at like Boise High and being this theater kid and wanting to like dress in a, in a way that would maybe be cool in LA, but like not in Boise, you know, all of these things that were making me a huge target, you know, um, being told things like, you're like, why are you speaking so loud? Like, like, sh like, that like what it's so humiliating i don't know if you guys have ever been told like why are you talking so loud all the time so <laughs> all the time i got in trouble at the lunch table i get in trouble at people's houses i get in trouble everywhere it's so interesting yeah. because when you are confident and assured and you just know what you want mm -hmm. that can come across as being a bitch or being bitchy or rude yeah and mm -hmm. when we like it's like when you go to a restaurant you don't want to sit by the bathroom and you don't want Let's to talk about this by the, <laughs> the table with four kids so it's when we came to Boise last summer mm -hmm. we were with our friend from LA who was our trainer yeah and he was like let's meet up for dinner so we go and Teddy was like hi table for three I wouldn't I'd like to sit by the window or on the patio like just told them where they want to yeah. sit 
he's like, oh my God, Teddy, you're so rude, but you can't do that here. Yeah. And here. we're like, yeah. what? We can do that yep. anywhere we go because we know what we want and we want to enjoy our dinner. Yeah. 100%. My mother told me um, a story about her making this, finally snagging this amazing reservation at this restaurant with her cousin and they were going and they're having like a lovely night out and they get there and they get sat right by the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And, Mm-mm. and she told me, you know, she's worked, um, you know, must've heard this from like a waiter or somebody before in the past that that'll often happen because, uh, people in the restaurant industry assume women are not going to tip as high as men. And so oh. they will give them a, a less ideal table, which is so messed up. Um, and, well, is that because and, and they so don't she, get paid the same? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> let's talk about that. It's, it's just it's just a trickle down effect built off of like a flawed patriarchal system, so. and we end up sitting next to the bathroom. So <laughs> let's just eat our pizza in the bathroom. Let's just sit on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Forget <laughs> it. I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, but she, you know, she asked to move and to go to a better table. And this happened, to, uh, I was in San Francisco this weekend. I was with my mother er, two weekends ago and we got stopped by the bathroom and we're like, we're moving. Let's ask. Let's just be nice about it and ask. Yeah. And obviously if there's nothing that can be done about it, whatever, it's fine. Like I've worked in a lot of restaurants. I understand that seating is a nightmare, but I don't think there's anything wrong in general with asking for what you need if you are polite and you have agency, like you, you have all the rights to want to not sit by a flushing toilet. So (laughs) we'll just put that to rest right now. Uh, (laughs) There's this amazing video of Catherine Hepburn for many, 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 many years. She was on a uh, a talk show and this was a, a clip that was taken before the filming started she was just kind of there getting a sense of the space and she's sitting down she's like testing out the chair she's putting her, her foot up on it on the table so that you know because that's how she likes to sit that's how she feels comfortable but the table was kind of moving there was no rug and you you just watch her command the room and ask everybody like hey you know what would, would you mind if we got like a, a pillow here and maybe we could tack down the table I and mean, what if we get a rug under here like she was just owning the space and saying like, this is what I, I, I would like to be comfortable for this long form interview. And can we get that going on? And it was, it's such an inspiration. I love it so much. I'll send it to you guys. Yeah, um, it. It's, it's so cool. I love She's that. She's such a badass. Like, yeah. That time too, to have a voice like that. And like, she knew right. she was powerful and she just stood in that presence. And a lot of people don't own their power. And like, that's what mm-hmm. Girl Powerful is all about is like your inner power how to tap into it, how to not lose it and be inspired by like the people you decide to be around and how they fill your cup. Because you know, those people that you spend your time with are definitely making an impact on your life. Right. So who, 100%. Do, you, who do you hang out with to make sure that like, especially in a big city like LA it can be super toxic or it can be the best place in the world to live. And we love that place mm-hmm. like near and dear to our heart. And we love the ocean, but also yeah. you kind of need a break from it sometimes. A hundred percent. I, you know, I'm really in the camp where I, I love LA because I've been so lucky to find people who are like-minded and my, the people that I hang out with are the funniest people I've ever met. I am, I am so lucky to have really, really funny friends because I think humor keeps me really grounded 
and uh, feeling confident, you know, anything can happen. And if you have somebody that you can riff with and joke about with, it's not, it's not upsetting anymore. You know, we have this running joke, me and my best friend of just being, um, you know, about like how unsuccessful we are. Like every time something doesn't go well, we'll just be like, oh yeah, that's because you're untalented and unsuccessful, right? You know, and like it's just like funny to, you know, like mock yourself and, and, and it helps you gain perspective. So yeah, I, I hang out with writers and comedians um, okay. and actors. So I'm, I feel very, I feel like I have a tribe. I feel like I have uh, this like center here, which is important. Yeah, you can definitely find them wherever you are, especially if you're being your authentic self, like you are, you're obviously going to attract people that are trying, craving that kind of same mirror of themselves. So I think when you are a good mm -hmm. person, you can live anywhere and find the good people. And I, I feel the exact same way. Yeah. Our late friend, Matt, it was like the funniest person ever. And he's so creative. He worked for Google and he just had a really cool creative career. Mm -hmm. But he said that in college, he made up a chant that was, we're hot, we're rich, we're wildly successful. No, we're mildly successful. No, but then oh. he was like, wait, I'm in college. We're not we're successful not yet. Right. <laughs> change it to we're hot, we're rich, we're mildly successful. And That's like, very funny. And it's yeah. like, dude, Matt, it was your parents' money. You're not rich. You're in college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt, yeah, come, sit down. Uh, that, yeah, that's so funny. I love that. Yeah, mildly successful. Well, yeah, you have to yeah. not totally destroy yourself over there, Delaney. <laughs> I oh no, no, I'm super busy, totally destroying myself at at all times. Um, yeah, I, I just get a kick out of it as my coping mechanism. <laughs> what are your three tips for anyone listening to build confidence and to take up space? Three tips. Um, let's go uh, off the cuff. <laughs> Three. I'm like in this TED talk. Um, okay, my first thing that comes to mind is like find your personal currency. Like some people, it's they're really intelligent, they're bookish, they have an incredible vocabulary. Some people, it's humor. You know, being able to improv, being able to riff with a stranger. Some people, it is just being incredible looking. Who knows? You know. Um, Find the thing that you know, like you can work in a room, you know, um, for me, like I choose humor. I know that if I can go in there and I can start joking with somebody and catch a vibe together, I'm going to be set for the rest of the night. I'm going to be feeling really good in my skin. So like find your specific currency. Um, I think number two would be, um, being of service being of service is a really big part of gaining self-esteem because you get self-esteem by doing esteemable acts so doing anything in your community online any sort of activism you know even within your friend group i think can do wonders for confidence because you feel a part of something you feel like you're inciting change um and I, I really don't know like how it can get more like powerful than that when you feel like you are doing doing good in the world. Mm -hmm. And then number three, here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, this having 
like it doesn't have to be insane, but having a really solid routine of, you know, sleep, like hydration, and uh, you don't even have to exercise, like walking, walking, moving at all can make a huge difference. Like I, the way I feel when I've had four hours of sleep versus eight, it's a different, it's a different person you know, like taking care of your needs and just like the most base way, water, sleep, movement is, has done wonders for my, my confidence. And when I'm not on that, and I'm sort of like on a bender of just horrible behavior is when I'm at my lowest, a hundred percent. Yeah. And then you have to like crawl out of it and like all the self- And it takes days. Yeah. You're like, wait, I don't deserve this. Like I just, but it's my fault. No one made me do all that but- stuff. I did it. Yeah, I did it. It was fun. There was a fun video, but that's it. Right. Uh, right. Okay. We're human, but that's I think great advice. That's great advice. And I love the acts of service. I think that's important for everyone. And if people like don't have like an action or something that feel activism towards, it's like, wake, wake up because there's mm-hmm. so much you can do to help your neighbor or help, you know, your own backyard. And like, that's as simple as it can be is like, Mm-hmm. hello the earth's on fire anybody want to help yeah like everyone's so smart and has all these you know podcasts and voices and like we're just all gonna ignore it it's kind of yeah scary. so I want I hope everyone does like realize they are powerful whoever they are mm-hmm. even if you have like 49 followers it's like that's 49 people you could get together you know yeah. and do something and I think activism is as can be as simple as uh, reading a book about something that is important yes. to you because when you are expanding your knowledge about what's going on in the world you're so much more equipped to speak up when there's an injustice even just a conversation around you like knowing what you believe and what's really going on is a huge source of power mm. you know Blaine, that's awesome that's so true yeah educate yourself yeah. it's yeah. important mm-hmm. the time is now so our ending question for everyone is what makes you feel most alive? Mm, that's such a good question. I feel like this is maybe a little redundant of me to say, but you know, I feel most alive when I'm in a group of people and I've just said something that made everybody laugh. And I just like there's this flicker that goes off inside of me that's like that's me like that's what I'm supposed to do here like is make I'm fully crying um is make people happy and 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 laugh you know it's it's at the end of the day like what is most important to me if somebody can watch a video of mine and and say like that made me feel really good that made me have perspective on my life that made me that made me want to go and make my own videos like Mm-hmm. So it's that it's, uh, but specifically like that in-person connection when you just know, like you got me right there. You completely understood what I meant and you laughed and, and that like that exchange of human behavior makes me feel so alive. I love, that. I love that flicker, yeah. that flicker inside. It's so true. But that's true. That's like yourself saying, this is my gift and you're yeah. and tuning into your gift, which is beautiful. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, and as a young woman that you are, it's, like, awesome to see you, you know, doing all the things you need to do, like you said at the beginning, to have 
longevity in your life and your career. So congratulations mm-hmm. for being awake and living. <laughs> your life. Thank you so much. Yeah. I just, oh, I also like to invite you. We will have, we're having an event in LA August 7th. If you're around at the Shangri-La yes! in Santa Monica. Love the Shangri-La. We love it. Yeah. We're doing be a there. fitness workout by the pool, a dance, a hip class, and some live music, which we're all craving. Sounds so fun. I'm there. All right. Yay. Well, tell everybody listening where they can find you. You can find me on TikTok at Delaney Says Hello, on Instagram at Delaney Rowe. And check out my website, <laughs> DelaneyMarieRowe.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for being a funny girl who's witty and beautiful and brilliant and smart. Oh my gosh. I feel likewise. You guys are doing so much amazing work. I'm so inspired. Thank Thank you. you, Bye. 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 Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.